0: From the American College of Financial Services, it's time for Next Gen in 10. I'm Ross Riskin, chair of the Next Gen Advisory Task Force. And for the next 10 minutes, you'll be joined by our hosts and guests discussing topics relevant to up and coming financial advisors. Hey all, it's Alana Phillips with NextGen Gen in 10, and I am here today with Lori Nichols of Lori Nichols Coaching. Thanks for being here with me today, Lori. Great
1: to be here. Thanks, Alana.
0: I am thrilled to have your expertise, especially in this topic that is the top of the list for most of the next gen folks that I talk to, and frankly, non next gen advisors and thinking about their succession plan right which is really where your expertise is as a succession and transition coach so can you help put into perspective, Lori, what is that single greatest challenge that you're finding as you look out at it, our industry in terms of succession?
1: It's truly the graying of the population of owners and senior shareholders. And by graying, such a big part of the population is over 55 gosh, there's a statistic of something like 73% of RAs do not have any kind of succession plan. And that was probably three or four years ago. So the percentage is probably even higher
0: Yeah, a terrible statistic in an industry, Lori, that is focused on planning for other people and mitigating risk and talking about the next generation. So 73% for RAs. I would imagine in the broker-dealer space, it's probably not too much better. So the first issue, I mean, population aging we got for sure, is they don't even have a plan in place is what I'm hearing, Lori.
1: Yes, they didn't kind of break this down into... Who had a plan in their head versus who just hasn't done anything even the plan in your head isn't really of value for so many of those senior shareholders or founders they feel some amount of certainty because they think they know what's going to happen it's interesting because i've worked with some clients where on the next gen front where they've even had founders shareholders approach them about ownership out of the blue, and they have it all mapped out, and they never talk to them about that. There's so many pieces to that, and it really all flows from a lack of communication, and maybe more specifically, a lack of effective communication
0: yeah so i want to sort of hone in here and for our next gen listeners this will be more of some insight into how the senior advisor is dealing with this succession or not it sounds Mm -hmm. like there's certainly some issues there so what are some of the pitfalls from the position of the senior lori that you're seeing
1: you know there's a few things that work here and i think most of it is kind of not at the conscious level of thought Mm. And so it makes it difficult, and people not feeling comfortable speaking candidly. And yet, there's also these undercurrents of just the emotional white water that comes from growing uncertainty. And for a lot of next gen advisors, they see the graying in real time of the people that they're working with. And they're also generally, I think you'll agree, really smart people. And they're also pretty highly trained. They're smart. They're observant. And they know that clients can see the graying of the leadership in their firm. And yet nobody's talking about it. And so part of it may be that that founder is just not ready emotionally, psychologically. What am I going to do? Could be that they're hugely delusional. And I talk a lot about just this idea of someday thinking, and I think it was David Grau Sr. that talked about so many financial service firm owners having a rolling five-year plan. So if I had a five-year plan in 2020, it's 2021, I still have a five-year plan. Next year will be a five-year plan again, and so it's just not conducive to having again, what I think of as the effective conversations that are necessary. And that's where the real work has to happen. Is it culture or an environment in the firm that is even safe from the perspective of that next-gen professional to initiate if the founder, senior shareholder is not initiating these conversations? I've done some work with clients too, where again, next-gen professionals, where they were brought to a firm, they were recruited to be a successor. And there's one person I'm thinking of in particular, that's probably on their second or third stop since that happened, because there was never a conversation. So it stopped there. And so I think that's where you could say the challenges, I like to say, it's where the opportunity begins really for the next gen professional.
0: Thanks, Lori. I'm gonna pause us there and we'll be back in just a moment.
1: Deliver financial planning for every person and every need through our Chartered Financial Consultant Education Program. Find the tools and skills you need at theamericancollege.edu
0: slash chfc.
1: Get best in class preparation for your exam with our CFP Certification Education Program. Start your journey toward this value designation at theamericancollege.edu
0: slash CFP. And Lori, we are back to pick up our conversation where we left off. Thinking about that senior's piece in it, right? Because obviously the next gen person is going to have a piece in it, but it does seem like there are a lot of these stories where next gen professional ends up as a potential successor for several folks, and it never pans out, right? And it sounds like it ties back to what you're describing: the senior isn't ready, the seniors moved the goalpost sometimes, and and perhaps because they hadn't set the goalpost or communicated where the goalpost was to begin with, or you know the the obviously we can get into their piece of it, but the seniors have a lot of responsibility and it's their business and it, it should be their vision and what they want it to look like. So you obviously, when you go in and work with them, Lori, you can't just call them delusional and you can't just, you know, tear them down and say, you, you've got an identity crisis here. So how do you approach that conversation to help the senior advisor to either realize they need to be ready or overcome some of those emotional barriers?
1: You know, a lot of it really comes down to helping people connect with the truth of what matters to them. And whether you're a, that founder who's late 50s, early 60s or beyond, it's kind of approaching it from this compassionate place of it's hard. I've been in those shoes and, you know, by the time we did our transaction, it had been so stressful that I was almost like, I don't want to say desperate to get out, but I was so ready. And even with having two partners, it was a very lonely process. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard. So I have compassion and it's important that we surface what's going on. And one of the kind of the tools I introduce to both founders and successors or next-gen professionals is how to... Sharpen or up level your communication skills so that you are able to internally be more self aware of what are the assumptions I'm making that I have never said out loud? What are the expectations that I hold that I have never said out loud? And if you can kind of own those that you hold, and the owner shareholder owns those assumptions and expectations that they hold, and share those, sometimes just being able to say those things out loud and what's a win-win-win. And whether you're the owner or you're that next gen professional, if you're not clear on what matters most to you as a human being first, and then second, as a professional, it's very hard to have productive conversations. So a big part of it is meeting them where they are, helping to surface what's going on beneath the surface. There's no magic wand for this. It does take some time to kind of work through this stuff so that we can then get to a place where you can initiate those conversations, welcome some candid communication and everybody feels safe because you trust. And this is kind of the other really key piece. Know, like, and trust matters almost more with your team than it does anywhere else. And so how do we really step back to kind of see the fuller picture of how are the relationships between all of us? And then in particular, if I'm that next-gen professional, what do I need more or less of from this person who I may be a successor for? And it's important for that owner, founder, shareholder to do the same. Even if you are like my firm, we got a transaction done, but there was some costs to doing it the way it ended up kind of coming together. And the costs were not so much financial, but relational.
0: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's interesting. Some of the things that you just brought up, Lori, right? When we think about the communication piece for a senior advisor and being surprised when somebody leaves, when there wasn't a clear plan, right? It's sort of like, if if you liked it, then you should have put a ring on it. And if you, yeah. if you didn't do that, <laughs> what what did you think was going to happen? Right. This is a pretty serious relationship partnership, like a marriage.
1: Yeah. And, and I'll just insert one more thing related to that kind of ties back to what I was saying previously about, you you know these are educated smart young professionals and when you think about it there's the relational piece but then there's also this is a an investor you know, whether they're a financial planner or what label they use for themselves, that's an investment decision. So there's the relational piece. And then there's this very real life decision piece on both sides. And I think that that's the part where you kind of come back to this idea of where do we need more compassion for each other and each other's challenges in facing this kind of conversation? And it's such an honor to be a part of that and creating that space to have those compassionate and candid conversations, because when you're on the other side of those kinds of conversations, that's when the real work can begin. Creating a strategy, figuring out what kinds of development needs to happen, that kind of thing.
0: It makes sense. It's sort of wild, Lori, when we think about it. A lot of what makes great financial professionals great is they understand the relational piece, the financial piece, the planning piece, and yet it is such a struggle for them when they're doing it for themselves in the context of this succession plan. So thank you for doing what you do. And you are such an amazing resource for those seniors. And then we'll get into how you're a resource for those next-gen folks. So thank you, Lori, for being with us to talk through that today. Absolutely. For more episodes, visit our website at theamericancollege.edu slash podcasts. This has been Next Gen in 10, brought to you by the American College of Financial Services.